Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want. Hi, I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in and find out how you can start doing what you love to do too, in slow, easy steps each week. See you there. Hello again, Savvy Souls. So I'm one of those people who loves creating beautiful spaces. And back when I was an international tax lawyer, that would be how I would kind of calm my mind and just sink into just being present in the moment. I would create these beautiful spaces that just felt really good to be in. So I think it was last year, the year before somebody introduced me to the Netflix series with Marie Kondo. I don't know if you saw it, but she's this wonderful Japanese consultant and she helps you go through your physical environment. She works with a lot of hoarders and helps them declutter their space. And I loved the question that she would ask them. She would make them take like all of their clothes and put them in a pile they get them to take all of some other category of things and put them in a pile and then what they needed to do was go through each item one by one and say does this give me a spark of joy and if it did they got to keep it and if they didn't get that feeling from it they would have to throw it out or give it away or donate it but remove it from their house and i really think we can all feel that how our environments affect us. And um, I've, I've been encountering that a lot with my clients. People are decluttering their homes or their garages or things, and they tell me what a difference it makes to how they feel energetically. Now, I know there's a number of people, I'm a creative person, I'm also an artist, and I know among creative people, I'll hear like, oh, I actually love the clutter. But I like to kind of challenge that a little bit because if it was really true, if there were really lots of people who actually preferred a cluttered environment, then my question is, why don't hotels offer that option? Like you can come to our hotel and it'll be super cluttered and it'll be kind of chaotic and you'll really feel at home in that environment. No, they don't do that because when we go on vacation, when we go away, we love that feeling that we get when we go into these beautiful, clean, spacious, and tidy hotels. So my theory is no matter what we tell ourselves, we secretly all benefit at least sometimes from being in an uncluttered environment. So as I was thinking about clutter from a spatial perspective, it got me to thinking about the two other ways that decluttering can be so incredibly productive. It can be actually quite life transforming. So I'm going to talk about two other categories of decluttering. The first is decluttering our minds as much as possible of thinking, moving our logical, rational brain out of the way to create that feeling of spaciousness 
And this, as I'll explain in a few moments, is where we find our truest creativity and our most expansive creativity. And the second category is just decluttering our minds from all those busy, busy thoughts that don't serve us. So first, let's talk about decluttering to create spaciousness. So this concept, you know, back six years ago when I was an international tax lawyer would have been completely foreign to me. My brain was full for 60, 70 hours a week of all the details related to my big projects. I had hundreds, hundreds of step, step plans for my projects. I had teams of people. I had advisors from around the world to coordinate. And it was all about planning everything to the finest detail, anticipating everything that could possibly go wrong, plan about it, think about it ahead, figure out how to handle it, be in touch with everybody and make sure that we were solving problems. And in that environment, it was so critical to never miss anything. And I used to go home at night and I had a lot of trouble sleeping because my mind would just be so filled with information and I would wake up with starts all the time thinking, oh, I've got to remember this. I've got to remember that. So that would be an example of a non-spacious mind. So when I left my job six years ago to become an artist, actually to teach myself to become an artist, I had to figure out a completely different approach. Because I can tell you that being in your head and thinking your way through an art project is never what is going to create great art. In fact, the opposite was true. Now, I actually taught myself to paint. There's a whole long story about that, which I guess I mentioned a little bit in the first episode, and I'll probably talk about again. But the simplest way of putting it is I had no idea what I was doing. I knew I had this urge to paint. I knew that that's what I most wanted to do. But it was, how am I going to create ideas? Where am I going to get these ideas from? And... I used to think I wasn't creative until I'd had these visions of painting. And so my question was, what will my methodology be? How am I just going to sit down and start painting? And just coincidentally, or if you believe in the universe and all that kind of magical stuff, not coincidentally, but synchronistically, I landed upon what I came to call my meditation rock. Now, I had never actually meditated before. I didn't think I could quiet my mind, but I found the desire to paint got me out of the house in the car early in the morning, driving towards a park um, that was 11 minutes away from my busy street in Toronto to a beautiful park by the shore where I couldn't see anything at all. I could just see the water and the trees and just sink into the feeling of that space. And I started to really 
connect with the water and the sky and nature in a deep way. And what I eventually realized is I was actually doing a form of meditation. I thought meditation was something very scary and impossible for me. And something when I tried it before had created a lot of anxiety. But I found myself just naturally in nature, by the water, looking at the sky, able to just get into that space where there wasn't a lot going on. Just watching the water, looking at the sun, dance on the water, taking in the air, taking in the atmosphere, and just luxuriating in those moments. And I found that when I did that, if I came back to the house and I didn't talk to other people, I just stayed in that feeling of not being in my head, and I sat down to paint, the ideas would just flow. They would just flow. And I honestly, anytime I ever did that, anytime I approached my painting from that place of no thinking, that place where I wasn't in my busy brain and I was just spacious and uncontrolled and I was just allowing ideas to come, I could come up with the most amazing things. And that's what I did. And then afterwards, I still paint, but I decided to also become a coach. And I noticed, of course, when I'm coaching people, when, when we coach together, we're examining, okay, what, what's going on in your mind? And what are you thinking? Because what you think about creates how you feel and how you feel and how you think together create the actions you take and ultimately create your results. So a lot of what we do when we're coaching is we talk about, about your thoughts and what they're creating for you. So my clients who tend to be professionals or very busy people who want to create something amazing in their lives come to me to look at their thoughts and I thought about this the other day in the context of decluttering and I realized really what we're doing is we're shining the light of awareness on our brains to create room for the deliberate thoughts we want to have. So I don't know about your brain, but I can tell you about my brain. So this is what my brain is often like, and I'm just going to be honest here. You're going to get to know me a little bit. So my brain complains a lot. Just ask my son sometime. And my brain judges a lot. It used to judge other people a lot. Now it more likely judges myself a lot. And my brain loves to worry. So my brain likes to naturally come up with a thousand things that could go wrong and all the things I can anticipate. And kind of like I was talking about at the beginning, it's back in what I call lawyer brain, where it's almost like I'm viewing my life as a big project and I have to manage every aspect of it. I've got to control everything. And that gets my mind very, very busy. All of these things, complaining, judging, worrying, fearing, right? Anticipating. It gets my brain crowding out the ideas 
that I really want to be focused on. So creating something new, creating something different is all about focusing on what we want to focus on and not just like all the random thoughts. There's this often quoted statistic. I'm not sure if I believe it because I have a fundamental problem with it. It's, it's this idea that we have 60,000 thoughts today. Honestly, I think somebody just made that up once. I know there's so-called research behind it, but then my brain starts going like, well, what's even a thought? How do you count a thought? What counts as one thought? So you can kind of see how my brain works. But I think the idea of that is quite clear. We have a lot going on up there. And so what's really good to do and what we learn how to do when we coach together and what I'll try to show you how to do on this podcast is how to really notice and become aware of what you're thinking and start noticing and deciding what you want to pay attention to and seeing what serves you and what doesn't. And if you're just allowing your mind to romp off with busy thoughts, it's really hard to pay attention to the thoughts that might serve you. So as you build your awareness of your thoughts, then you can be very deliberate and you can decide, okay, what thoughts do I want to focus on for the next hour or the next day or the next week? What do I want to keep coming back? And then just watch your watch your mind and oh here I go again I'm worrying about this I'm not going to do that I've decided to focus on these ideas and then keep coming back so that's um what I would call decluttering your mind so just kind of circling back to the whole thing about decluttering our environment and Marie Kondo and and all that physical environment the reason that works so well is it helps us declutter our minds because imagine yourself in a room that's very tidy, very organized, everything's where it should be. You're not having to worry about things you need to do. You're not having to wonder if you can find something. You're not having to think about cleaning stuff up later. None of that is one of those busy thoughts racing through your mind trying to grab your attention. And it also, having this really clear, spacious, clean space to be in, just lets us breathe and be more spacious. And so if we want to go into creative thought, then, you know, in that kind of environment, we might just light a candle and just concentrate on that and take it in and then be in that spacious place to be creative. So I've promised you one small step every week. So to make all of this a little bit more concrete, what I'd like you to do just for fun is take the Marie Kondo principle, which was looking at something and saying, does this give me a spark of joy? And apply it not like she does to, you know, cleaning out your kitchen drawer or your closet, but to apply that principle to your mind. So if you're having trouble making progress in a project, or you're worrying about something that might happen, 
or you're trying to make a decision and you're just keep circling through the same options, what I want you to do is this. I want you to sit down with a journal, write down all your thoughts about this project or the thing you're worrying about or the decision you need to make. Write down all your thoughts, like what comes up for you as you think about it. And then that's kind of like that process, if you just do it freely, shines a light of awareness on what thoughts are coming up for you. And then I want you to examine each thought once by one, one by one, and ask yourself, does this thought give me a spark of joy? Just take that in. Look at the thought and go, oh, you know, this is a complaint. Does this thought give me a spark of joy? Well, yeah, not really. If it does give you a spark of joy, then keep it by all means. But if the answer is no, then ask yourself, is there a different way that I can think about this? And if you're really stuck on that and you can't imagine it, try to imagine yourself being somebody else, somebody else who might be able to think of a different way and say, okay, if, if Nancy were looking at this situation, would she be able to think of a different way of thinking about it? Or if Beyonce was looking at this, could she think of a different way of thinking about it? And then try out that new thought. So try to clear yourself of the thoughts that don't give you a spark of joy, that don't lead you towards making progress, and pick the ones that do. And just try it out. Just have fun with it. Don't take it too seriously, but just try it out for fun. So if you enjoyed the podcast today, I would love you to subscribe. Press the subscribe button and make sure that you never miss another episode because every episode I'm going to be showing you new things that you can do that little by little can help you create some big transformations in your life. And if you really loved what you heard, I would so appreciate it if you'd give me a review so that I can spread the goodness of what I'm offering here to other people that could also benefit. And to spread more goodness to you, for these first four weeks of the podcast, I'll be drawing the name of someone who's given me a review every week. Um, I'm going to be drawing for a free dream analysis session with me. This is a super fun thing. It's not my normal coaching, but it's a really fun thing I do. If you have a dream, I can show you so many things about what it's telling you about your subconscious mind and decisions you're trying to make, things that are weighing on you. Even if it's a nightmare, it will have some amazing positive messages for you. We'll be on the phone for half an hour, an hour, whatever it takes to go through your dream. It'll be so fun to do something a little bit different than my normal coaching with a few of you. So if you'd be interested in having your name in the draw for this prize, give me a review. I'll have details in the show notes below about how to do that. 
and I'll be drawing the name of someone each week um, who sends me a screenshot of their review. So have fun with that and I look forward to chatting with you and your uncluttered mind next time. See you soon. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.